I'm Jared Janes, and this is Impactful. In the last episode, we identified the foundations of a good life. Then, we briefly talked about some of the obstacles we face while building those foundations. One of those obstacles was our rapidly changing modern world. Now let's dive a little deeper on this topic. Specifically, let's look at how and why our brains are programmed to be attracted to things like certainty, and why today it's a big problem. The human brain actually sees uncertainty as a threat to our lives, and it's evolved to avoid it at all costs. Being uncertain enough to choose the wrong plant to eat or the wrong cave to explore often led to disaster in our past. So our brains compensated by pushing us to make confident predictions about our future. And when we did, they rewarded us with dopamine, also known as the happy chemical. And this is one of the best ways to make a habit of drawing conclusions. So for 200,000 years of evolution, we got really good at drawing conclusions about the relatively small world we lived in. A tough place where we spent most of our time focusing on making babies, feeding our small tribes, and climbing the food chain. And damn, did we do a good job. So good that today we live in a completely different world. We have the incredible luxury of being able to spend our spare time taking selfies, keeping up with the Kardashians, and fighting over who can throw balls of pigskin better. But more importantly, we are being pushed to find solutions to a whole new set of challenges, infinitely complex challenges that have come from a massive global population, not only at the top of the food chain, but basically removed from it. We spend a tiny fraction of our time worrying about the things that our ancestors did, and they would be completely overwhelmed by how different modern life is. And unfortunately, because evolution is such a slow process, our brains just haven't changed that much. When you pay attention, it's easy to see how many terrible decisions we make because of old habits. Think about sugar, something that was historically extremely scarce. But now, we can pretty much have as much of it as we want. Couple that with our programmed craving for this rare treat, and you have the perfect recipe for an epidemic of heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. Now, we accept the fact that we have to actively fight the urge to eat that piece of cake. And the scary thing is, sugar and certainty actually have a lot in common. But the negative consequences of certainty usually take some more time to identify. I still vividly remember the first time I got a hint at just how powerful and damaging it could be. When I was growing up, without any deliberate thought or investigation, I found myself jumping to the conclusion that as soon as I got a downtown apartment, a well-paying job, and some female attention, all my problems would be solved, and I'd be living the blissful American dream I had always wanted. And it just so happened, I was lucky enough to get all of it. But once I did, it didn't feel anything like a dream. In fact, I felt worse than I did before. That's when I started to realize that Almost every major decision I had made about my life's trajectory was based on a belief that I had little actual evidence to support. If I would have looked closer, maybe I could have seen that my subconscious urge for certainty about my future, much like that craving for cake, could lead to some really bad outcomes. But instead of blood sugar problems from sweets, 
I went through an embarrassing quarter-life crisis. It's funny, when I sat down to chat with our guest for this episode, he told me a story from his youth, too. I mean, I know that growing up, I found myself quite often in situations where I would feel intellectually shut down or bullied by other people who were coming across with great certainty. I went to an all-boys private school with a lot of kids of politicians. Debate was a big thing there. And, And there was kind of a culture that just maybe naturally arose in that environment of posturing, you know, just kind of male posturing and just walking around like, you're an idiot, here's the deal. This is Jason Gotts. He's the host of Think Again, a Big Think podcast. He's been writing for Big Think's website for around four years. And in his spare time, he writes fiction and is even in the process of creating another podcast. So hearing that someone as driven as him felt intellectually shut down in school was pretty surprising. But I guess sometimes it just takes a little distance and time to get the right perspective. And as I came into adulthood and started to realize like, okay, wait a minute, I've read as much as if not more than most other people that I meet. So, and I'm not an idiot. So obviously there's some difference in the way that I'm approaching things from the way that they are. And so for me, it has become kind of a a value to... You know, I am a little allergic when I hear people um, kind of shutting down the conversation that way. When I heard this, I was thinking, yep, another great example of how the more we learn, the more certainty tends to dissolve. But also an example of some of the terrible social effects it can have. If everyone is so sure about their positions, it makes it a lot harder to have conversations and grow together. I'm sure this is one of the big reasons why it often takes years or even generations for us to evolve as individuals and societies. The scariest part to me is that the pace at which our world is changing is getting faster every day. And that's why as my conversation with Jason went on, we started to focus on the things that help us create less certainty in our own lives. It just so happens our strategies had a lot in common. One of the nice things about the podcast is that it forces me to read widely. So right now, like in a week, I'm going to have Siddhartha Mukherjee, who's like a doctor and thinker who, who his new book is um, called The Gene. So I'm reading about the history of genetics and uh, eugenics and, you know, kind of the future of gene splicing and so forth. And then that same week, I'm talking to Kate Tempest, who is a UK rapper from South London, who's just written her first book, which is about people living in South London, um, one who deals drugs and, you know, one who's a dancer and both stylistically and in terms of content. I mean, Kate Tempest is pushing me up against poverty. I'm having to like think about you know, my relatively privileged situation. I read Ta-Nehisi Coates's book, Between the World and Me, earlier this year and found myself in a very similar, I mean, even more so thinking about the kind of two Americas in terms of black poverty and, and white relative privilege. And then on the other hand, 
uh, with the Mukherjee book, I'm being forced to think kind of systematically and scientifically in ways that I, I don't tend to. And so I think not isolating myself, whether it's whether it's by being pushed to read things that I wouldn't otherwise read or pushed to encounter people I wouldn't otherwise encounter, setting up situations in my life that make that be the case is, is what keeps you growing. I can relate a lot with Jason on this one. Like I mentioned in our last episode, I was extremely lucky that curiosity found me because it led me to such a wide variety of topics. And I'm a strong believer that having many perspectives allows for you to not only draw connections between ideas, but also expose weaknesses and contradictions in our own views. For example, my opinions on things like government and business are always evolving as I learn more about fields like psychology and neuroscience. But there's only 24 hours in the day, and life is filled with a million circumstances that can make it hard to find time to dig ourselves out of this certainty. And that's why one of the easiest ways to embrace uncertainty is to put ourselves in systems that encourage it. Jason was lucky enough to find one of those environments in school. Okay, so I went to acting school many years ago as an undergrad at NYU, and one of the things that we were taught is kind of what the entrepreneurs are always going on about. Um, you know, leap off the cliff, uh, take take big risks, etc., fail big, you know. And, um, you know, and so from a young age, I always pushed myself out of my comfort zone. But I'd, but I'd say that not as any kind of brag, because honestly, it puts you, it can put you in some ridiculous situations. It can, you know, I, I've always... I, I think been willing to take a risk when there was an opportunity for me to take a risk that might lead to something interesting, but that doesn't always go so great. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you go out there and you're terrified and, and it sucks, you know? And then, you know, so I, I have that ethos though. Like if, if there's something I want, I will kind of get out there naked and face what comes. <laughs> <laughs> the big difference here is that today, Taking risks usually means exposing ourselves to potential embarrassment, ridicule, or financial hazard. And these are definitely uncomfortable situations to be in. But in the world we evolved in, there were very few safety nets. Taking risks often meant actually putting your life and the lives of your community in danger. But modern environments rarely require this. And today, more often than not, we benefit from trying new things. Look at one of our most impactful modern inventions, the scientific method. While our attraction to certainty pushes us to jump to conclusions, science actually aims to prove those conclusions wrong. And because we have so much control over this process, the value of the knowledge gained far outweighs the costs. True science is never 100% certain and is always trying to prove itself wrong. It just so happens that the path to discovery is paved with uncertainty. And on that path, we've done amazing things. We've mapped the human genome, we've walked on the moon, and we've put a supercomputer in the pocket of over two billion people across the globe. Now, I'd love to leave out the fact that we spend a fair amount of time using these devices to send pictures of our genitals to each other, but like all tools, they can and will be used in many ways. 
The moral of the story of science is that today, if we embrace the same mindset in our personal lives, it can lead to profound results. But just like avoiding that sugary piece of cake, it takes awareness, something I hope this podcast can help with. But more importantly, it takes real effort. But imagine a future where we choose to make that effort. A future where our political process is based on reason and compassion instead of our ancient drive towards fear and tribalism. A future where we encourage our kids to take risks in an effort to grow and learn. But above all else, a future where we choose to be open-minded enough to respect, listen, and learn from each other. I think Voltaire actually summed it up best when he said, uncertainty is an uncomfortable position, but certainty is an absurd one. Thank you.